Shalom, Shalom. Thank you for tuning in. I pray that you're doing well and that you're staying vigilant, holding strong and enduring to the end. So today we'll be talking about what is faith, grace and works and the importance of all three of them. So I'd like to open with James chapter 2 verses 14 through 20 and then I'll skip down to verses 24 and 26. Starting at verse 14. What doth it profit, my brethren, though a man say he have faith and have not works, can faith save him? If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, Depart in peace, be ye warmed and filled, notwithstanding you give them not those things that are needful to the body, what doth it profit? Even so faith, if it have not works, is dead, being alone. Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. Thou believest that there is one God. You do well. The devils also believe and tremble. But wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? You see then how that by works a man is justified, and not by faith only. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. So according to those scriptures, we must have faith and works. So what is faith? In a nutshell, is believing without seeing. Hebrews 11 and 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Examples of faith. Abraham believed the Most High would give him the land of Canaan as an inheritance. Moses believed the Most High would send the rain. Elijah believed that Yah could raise up the widow's son from the dead. So what are works? Works are simply our deeds, what we practice, what we do. So using those same examples, Abraham left his hometown and his kinfolks and didn't know where he was going till he got to the land. His works was that he did what Yah commanded him to do, which was to leave his hometown and his people to go to a land he didn't even know how to get to. Noah built the ark. That was obedience to what God had told him. He said rain was coming. Noah believed it, so he built the ark. Elijah, he prayed to the Most High, stretched himself out over the widow's son, and Yah returned his spirit back into him. Elijah prayed, that's a work, because he believed and knew that the Most High would restore the widow's son back to life. We can see that there must be an action behind what you believe. Your works back up your faith. Revelation 14 verse 12. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Yahushua. This verse tells us what our faith and works should be. Our faith is simply we believe Yahushua is the son of Yah. He came and fulfilled the scriptures that spoke of his birth, 
his death, his resurrection, his blood atoning for his people and redeeming them back to his father, and that he is coming again to gather his people from the four corners of the earth and to execute judgments on the heathens or the nations. Our works are keeping the commandments of the father, which are the same commandments he gave to Moses, which are the same commandments that his son followed and obeyed when he was on earth. I've heard some preachers or ministers, whatever title they want to give themselves, but they they believe that the commandments did not come from God. They say that the commandments didn't come from the Most High because it's identified in Scripture as the law of Moses. The ignorance of some people. They try to cherry pick their way around to not follow what the Most High has ordained. It's sad that so many people want to be lawless instead of law-abiding citizens to get into the kingdom. But we'll get into that. So, why is it that we are told that we do not have to keep the commandments or the law? I heard that all the time when I was a part of the Christian church. The law was nailed to the cross. Jesus paid it all when he, when he died on the cross. You, you know the slogans they be saying in church, right? But if we don't have to keep the law, the law is done away with. What are we living by? Wouldn't we be lawless? Matthew 5 verses 17 through 19. Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, not one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law, till all, till all be fulfilled. Not some to all be fulfilled. Whosoever therefore shall break one of these least commandments and teach men so, he shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever shall do and teach them, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. So we see here the Son of Man himself, the Son of Man himself said that he did not come to destroy the law. To destroy means to abolish, to do away with, is non-existent. And he said he didn't come to do that. So that whole nailed on the cross slogan, that don't work. It's, It's a lie. He said the law won't pass to all be fulfilled. All has not been fulfilled. Psalms 2 hadn't been fulfilled. Psalm 110, not fulfilled. Matthew 24, Joel 3, Isaiah 14, 1 through 3, Jeremiah 51, Ezekiel 37, 38, Obadiah, Deuteronomy 31 through 7, Revelation 18, I could go on and on and on. All has not been fulfilled. And for goodness sakes, heaven and earth still here. Yet again, I heard a pastor or minister, I'm not sure what his title is, but, you know, he he calls himself uh, preaching and teaching the word on a, a social media platform. And he said that heaven and earth 
is Israel. And then when he explained it, y'all, I still don't understand where he was coming from because it didn't make sense. The scriptures don't say that heaven and earth is Israel. He was serious and adamant about what he was saying. And, and he's also against the law. He only believes that all you have to do is have faith in Yahushua, faith in Jesus, and you, you good. And it's sad because he is leading so many people astray. He has a, he has a decent following on this social media platform. But it's sad how many people are being led astray. And not just him, people who are in the church who've been who are being told the same thing that the law is done away with and all you have to do is believe and you know it's just unfortunate. But let's continue. So Yahusha said that if you teach the commandments and you do the commandments. You will be great in the kingdom. So how can the law be done away with if by doing the commandments, you enter into the kingdom? So it sounds like to me, the Christian church has been telling lies. The most high can't be lying because he can't lie. Christianity and these churches, these pastors, they are lawless. They teach against the law of the Most High. This makes sense because Christianity came through the Roman Empire and the Romans were a lawless people. Their God was not our God. They didn't worship. They didn't even know the Most High. Matter of fact, the Most High said he only knew Israel. Out of all the families of the earth, he only knew them. In Joel 2 and 27, he said that we gonna know that I am your God and none else. So again, the Romans didn't know God, but yet Christianity came through their empire. I believe their God was Jupiter, if I'm not mistaken. And these same people that gave you Christianity gave you your seminary schools. These heathens gave you their interpretation of our scripture. The wickedness and the audacity, but it was prophesied in scripture to happen. And when you really think about it, we're all just we're all just people in the most highest movie. Like it's a I see it as a movie production in my mind. The most high gave us a script and he's telling us play by play what's gonna happen. And I'll be doggone if it ain't happening. Just how it says it in the book. <laughs> oh boy. So, why should we follow the law? For starters, let's break down what law means. Law simply means instruction or direction. So, the Most High gave us instructions of what to do. And the direction that we should go. So I'm going to give five points on why we should follow the law. Number one, the Messiah is the law. He is the law or the Torah made flesh. Yahusha is the way, 
the truth, and the light. According to John 14 and 6, he is the way or the door to the Father. You must believe he is the Son of God. If you deny him and you do not believe that he's the Son of God, you have no access to his Father. Point blank, period. The law and the commandments are truth. You can find that in Psalms 119, verses 142 and 151. The law is light, according to Proverbs 6 and 23. 1 John 2 and 6 says, He that abideth in him ought himself also to walk, even as he walked. This means we must live as Yahushua lived. He kept his father's commandments and he told others to do the same. Which leads me to point number two. The Messiah taught the law. In Matthew 22 verses 36 through 41, it reads, Master, which is the great commandment in the law? Yahushua said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. These two commandments are not new. You can find them in the Old Testament. Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 5 and Leviticus 19 and 18. If you love God, you would not have any other gods before him. You wouldn't profane the Sabbath. You wouldn't make graven images. If you love your neighbor as yourself, you wouldn't sleep with their spouse. You wouldn't murder them. You wouldn't steal from them and you wouldn't covet what they have. Number three, the commandments are righteousness. Psalm 119, verse 172. My tongue shall speak of thy word, for all thy commandments are righteousness. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 1, 24, and 25. Now these are the commandments, the statutes, the judgments, which the Lord your God commanded to teach you, that ye might do them in the land whether you go to possess it. And the Lord commanded us to do all these statutes, to fear the Lord our God for our good always, that he might preserve us alive as it is at this day. And it should be our righteousness if we observe to do all these commandments before the Lord our God as he hath commanded us. Wisdom of Solomon chapter 1 verse 15 for righteousness is immortal didn't psalms 119 and verse 172 just said the commandments are righteousness and solomon says that righteousness is immortal can immortal be done away with or is that forever okay wisdom of solomon chapter 1 verse 1 it reads, Love righteousness, ye that be judges of the earth. Think of the Lord with a good heart, and in simplicity of heart seek him. So who are the judges? Exodus 19, 5 and 6 said that Israel is a nation of kings and priests. 
Second Esdras chapter 6 and verse 55 said, The world was made for our sakes, for Israel's sakes. 1 Corinthians 6 verses 1 through 3 says, The saints will judge the world. The saints are Israelites, and some precepts for saints would be Deuteronomy chapter 33, verse 2, Psalms 50, verse 5, and Psalms 148 and 14. The righteousness of the Most High is by the faith of Yahushua. You can read that in Romans 3 and 22. We read earlier in Revelation 14 and 12 that the patience of the saints was to keep the commandments of the Father and faith in Yahushua. So how are we not to keep the commandments if they both bring righteousness? Number four, the law is holy. You can find that in Romans 7 verse 12. What does holy mean? Holy means to be set apart, to be separate. Without the law, what separates you from the world? And if the law was nailed to the cross, then why do you need the Holy Spirit? The Spirit dwells in you to set you apart. It's literally in the name, Holy Spirit, Ruach HaKodesh, the set apart spirit. If you're not under the law and you are lawless, you do not need the set apart spirit dwelling in you. The Spirit, the Holy Spirit, reminds us of everything Messiah said and to teach us. That's in John chapter 14, verse 26. Furthermore, did not God say, be ye holy for I am holy? If he is set apart and he is, why would his people not be set apart? Scripture says, and I think it's in Psalms 96. It says, for all the gods of the nations are idols, but our God made the heavens. The Most High sets himself apart from all other gods because he made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that in them is. And he gave us commandments, instructions, direction on how to be set apart in this world. But yet the Christian church is teaching us that we don't have to follow his commandments. My last point, number five, the commandments are how we inherit eternal life. Baruch chapter four and verse one. This is the book of the commandments of God and the law that endureth forever. All they that keep it shall come to life, but such as leave it shall die. Sirach or Ecclesiasticus chapter 19 and verse 19. The knowledge of the commandments of the Lord is the doctrine of life. And they that do the things that please him shall receive the fruit of the tree of immortality. Matthew 19 verses 16 through 19. And behold, one came and said unto him, Good master, what good thing shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? And he said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. But if you will enter into life, 
Do what you want. If you will enter in life, just believe in me. He says, if you if you will enter into life, keep the commandments. Verse 18. He said unto him, which Yahushua said, thou shalt not murder. You should not commit adultery. You should not steal. You should not bear false witness. Honor thy father and thy mother, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. So we see the Messiah told him the way to have eternal life is to keep his father's commandments. Revelation 22 and 14. Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have the right to the tree of life and enter in through the gates into the city. So the only way you get into New Jerusalem is if you do the commandments. The only way you eat in front of the tree of life is if you do the commandments. So what is grace? Grace is a gift. It's the Most High's loving kindness and favor. Contrary to popular belief, grace was in the Old Testament. It is not something that just newly sprung up during the the ministry of the Apostle Paul. And the reason I say that is because it seems like we only hear about grace from the preachers when they're in Paul's letters. But grace was definitely in the Old Testament. Noah found grace. Lot was shown grace. Joseph was shown grace. Moses was given grace. You find grace throughout all the Old Testament. Grace is not a license to sin. What do you need grace for if the law is done away with? And if the law is done away with, there's no sin, which is contrary to what 1 John 3 and 4 says. And it says that sin is transgression of the law. Also contrary to popular belief, there were people who were righteous when the Messiah walked the earth. You can find that in Luke chapter 1, verses 5 and 6. It's talking about um, Elizabeth and Zacharias. And you can also read about righteous saints in Mark chapter 2, verse 17. So all of Israel was not transgressing the law as so many pastors teach. Not all of Israel rejected the Messiah. All 12 tribes were not in the land at the time of Messiah's ministry. A remnant accepted him and many rejected him. This life that we live is about obedience to our God. The laws were given to us to show us how he wants us to live. And if we do what he says, he will be pleased. Proverbs 28 and 7 says, Whosoever keepeth the law is wise. You go down to verse 9 in that same chapter, and it reads that he who turneth away his ear from hearing the law, even his prayer shall be an abomination. So 
if you're not trying to hear the law, let alone you ain't doing what the Most High commanded in the law to do, he ain't hearing your prayer. So who you talking to? The Most High is all-knowing. There's nothing that takes him by surprise. He knows we are not perfect, and he knew that we would sin way before he even created us. That's why the Messiah was slain from the foundations of the earth. Our purpose and our mindset should be that we are striving to please our Father. We will stumble, and when we do, we must repent and continue on this journey to perfection. Was David sinless? Of course not, he wasn't. But didn't God say that he was a man after his own heart? Even though David committed adultery, the Most High still showed him mercy and grace. There was consequences to the sin he committed. But David repented and returned back to the Most High. And you can read about it in the book of Psalms. David wrote so many songs about uh, how he delighted to do the Most High's law, his precepts, his judgments, how the Most High forgave him, how he delivered him from all his trial. Yet, these shepherds today are telling the sheep they don't have to keep the Most High's instructions. 1 John 2 and 4 says, He that saith, I know him, and keeping not his commandments is a liar, and the truth ain't in him. Our Messiah he is our example. He is the end goal of the end goal of what we will be if we walk like him, which means to do the law and the commandments so that we can live, which means we can inherit or have eternal life. We must do the Father's will and not our own. Did not uh did not Yahusha say that his brothers and sisters are the ones that do his father's will. I'm kind of butchering that scripture. And his father's will, you can find that in Psalms 40, verse 8. Let me make sure. Psalms 40 and verse 8. David said, I delight to do thy will, O my God. Yea, thy law is within my heart. So his law, his commandments are the will of God for us to do. We must decrease so that he can increase in us to guide us and lead us into truth. The law is perfect because the Most High gave it. He is perfect. There is no unrighteousness in him. He would not give us unrighteous instructions, and he has not given any commandment that is too hard to keep. 1 John 5 and 3 says that if you love him, you keep his commandments, and the commandments are not grievous. Why would he give us something that's too hard or impossible to do? It's about dying to yourself daily to not do your will. It's not that Israel couldn't follow the law or couldn't keep the law they consciously chose not to do what the most high commanded 
you can see in the scriptures for short periods of time, they followed the law. But then they wandered off and started being like the heathens and the other nations around them. And God punished them for that. If we are not under the law, that means we can we can have multiple gods. We can sleep with our neighbor's spouses. We can lie. We can disrespect our parents. We can sacrifice our children to devils or molek. We can have sex with animals. We can be wizards and witches and etc. and so on. All these things are in the law not to do. And they were given to us to keep us separated from the world. To be set apart unto the Most High. To be His people. It's that simple. So I'll close out with some precepts. Isaiah 51 and 7. Hearken unto me, ye that know righteousness, the people in whose heart is my law. Fear ye not the reproach of men, neither be afraid of their revelings. Sirach 11 and 15 Wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of the law are of the Lord. Love and the way of good works are from Him. Sirach 19 and 24 He that have small understanding and fear God is better than one that have much wisdom and transgressive the law of the Most High. Psalms 119 and 115 Depart from me, ye evildoers, for I will keep the commandments of my God. Ecclesiastes 12, 13, and 14 Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear Yah and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. I thank you if you if you could bear the sound of my voice to make it through this whole lesson. <laughs> I hope you got something out of it. Stay in the word, read it daily, give thanks to him each and every day throughout your day. Stay on the narrow path. And as always, search these things out for yourself. Until next time, Shalom.